Good evening, friends. Welcome to episode ten of Scourge Divas. We're in we're in double digits, Casey. Can you can you believe I absolutely it? Absolutely cannot believe it. I don't know what. Why are we still allowed to do this? Why haven't the internet police stopped us yet, Kirsty? No, nobody's taken us aside and kind of gently said you need to. Stop. I know. I thought that we would have at least like got a. A, a letter through the door or something by this point saying the please, FBI. please just 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 no the FBI notification coming up on the screen like just tur- walk yeah. away just turn it, t- off, turn it away. off and go home I realise you're at home but just <laughs> turn it off walk Aren't away you as and well? then go back home yeah I'm, I'm at home yeah. <laughs> go outside yeah. and immediately yeah. come back that's worrying if it's just... Imagine sitting in your house and getting a message that was just like, go home. <laughs> what would you do? Like, would you not start... Would you not I have think questions? I would have an existential crisis. Like, the, honestly, think... the, the mood I'm in just now, I'd have a full-blown existential meltdown. Be like, <laughs> if I'm not home, where the fuck am I? <laughs> I think I'd be like looking around for David to call yeah. or something. Uh, to to be fair, I'm constantly looking around for David Duchovny, but that's for different reasons. Oh uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I said that and like looked over my shoulder. That's why my voice might have gone a bit quiet because the moment when I said that, I like turned around like he might be outside In case my window. He was there. I like knocking on the window, <laughs> wanting. <laughs> I looked. I genuinely looked. Oh. You know when you're so tired that. You can feel all of your organs and they don't work. Yes, yeah. That's, I'm, that's... I'm so tired right now that I can see time. <laughs> I'm so tired right now that when I look at food, I I don't I don't taste it. I like hear how it tastes, <laughs> but not with my ears, just like the inside of my brain. Yeah. I'm honestly so tired that I I was telling Casey this before we started recording. I opened up Google Documents to look at our show notes and along the top it's got templates, like various templates for things and a lot of them said resume and it was like resume font and I looked at these templates and for a good maybe 10 or 15 seconds I just stared at them and I was like why is it saying resume? I don't remember starting any of these documents and I don't remember calling them these weird obscure names how tired was I at work? I don't understand, and it took a, a long time for it to to click that it wasn't saying it wasn't inviting me to resume a previously started document. It, it wasn't something you had done. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't just had a a bit of an out of body moment and created a bunch of obscure, terrifyingly titled documents. Although well, maybe you did. To be fair, if someone's telling me to go home and I start opening up documents on my computer that I don't remember typing. I'm probably just gonna. I'm probably just gonna call it a day, to be honest. Yeah, I mean and, that's that's why David Duchovny's watching you. Yeah, because you keep creating these documents and forgetting about them. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, today <laughs> on this <laughs> on this show, before we just start talking absolute shite for an hour, which to be fair is pretty much what we do anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's that's the whole show. Let's not. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't don't take this away from me. <laughs> Let's not set ourselves up to be anything else. Today we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh sealed deck tips because it's pre-release this weekend. Yeah. Even it only seems like yesterday that the spoilers started coming out. Have I just completely lost my thread on time? It, it was only about two weeks ago I was at like the last pre-release. Yeah. <laughs> oh 
Modern Horizons pre-release was only a few weeks ago. It feels like I walked out of I walked out of my house this morning singing Holly Jolly Christmas by Michael Bublé. It feels genuinely like about a month ago that it was Christmas. I don't know how to react to that. I, <laughs> I kept nearly doing it out loud and then I thought, well, my fiance is going to think I'm there's something wrong with me if I, if I start singing. Now, even like a well-known Christmas song, one of the more obscure ones from the, the Bubbly back catalogue. <laughs> Bubbly does have an extensive Christmas back catalogue, to be fair. The thing is, like, Michael Bubbly probably has more songs than he puts out at Christmas, right? Yeah. But you never see him. I had that one song a few years ago that went, it was everywhere. I guess it must have been about two thousand and like late two thousands because I remember hearing it all the time at the, this shop that I worked in. But like apart from that, he's he's everywhere at Christmas. Like he's in all the shows singing. He's on. He's everywhere. His music's everywhere, and it's really weird that he just completely fades out of existence. It's like he's got phasing. He for, does have phasing for maybe like yeah. nine or ten months of the year. He just disappears and it appears yeah. back in like he's been here the whole time. It's a, it's like weirdly sort of like gaslighting. Yeah, he has been there the whole time. It's just that. Uh, we pretend he's not. Okay. That it's, it's like phasing. It's exactly like phasing. Everyone just pretends he's not there. Is it like, you know that episode of Doctor Who? I think it's like the last episode of season three where they have those necklaces and it means that people are kind of vaguely aware of them but they can't, they don't actually notice them. Yeah. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I know the one you're talking about. Is it yeah. like that? Like we're all kind of like vaguely aware of the fact that he exists but yeah. we, we don't completely appreciate the fact that he is a person like, Until... we're, we're still talking about him, so we, we know <laughs> no. he exists. I have never like sp- we, we completely forget Michael Bublé exists. I have just never don't notice s- he's in the room with it. I have never spent so long talking about Michael Bublé in my entire life, and it's the middle of July. Except at Christmas. Well, exactly, but it's like the middle yeah. of Ju- the middle of. Ju- I don't even spend that much time talking about him at Christmas. You do. You just forget because of the necklace. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You've forgotten he's in the room with you. Oh my god, that's terrible. He's behind, he's he's behind, behind David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I can't wait for David Duchovny's Christmas album. That would be great. Do you think he's got one? What Christmas album? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you, you look the weirdest up. people have Christmas albums. He's Billy did... Idol's got a Christmas album. Oh my god, I've never wanted anything. It's fucking great. Is I've it? I've it. literally yeah. never heard of that. Did you know David Duchovny's got an actual album? I did. That's why I'm like, do you think he's got a Christmas one? Right, you look up fucking and see if he's got Bob a Christmas Bob Dylan's Christmas album is an absolute masterwork as well. I did not know any of these things existed. So uh, you, you look up David Duchovny's Christmas album while I go through what we're going to cover in this next like hour. So we're going to talk about sealed decks and pre-release tips and tips for building a sealed deck. And then we're going to talk about the uh, state of the beta of Magic Arena, which came out at some point in the, the past days. I've lost all thread of time. Have you looked up David Duchovny's Christmas album? Holy shit. Has he got I one? I need to find out if this is a real album Oh or my not. god, has he actually what, got one? What I have found is the Xmas Files by David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. I don't <laughs> think it's real though. Fucking shit! Oh I my god! Don't tell me! I don't want to know. That's going to that's gonna crush me if that's not real. That's hold re- on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna this press the... this button that says play sample. Dave McCovney, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. You know I can't help but uh, remember a couple of years ago when you made the contribution on the Kevin Bean Christmas tape called the Xmas Files. Yeah, it seems like only yesterday I was standing there in Vancouver wiping the reindeer crap off my shoe and trying to memorize your beautifully written lines for that little bit. 
And now all of a sudden the, the lines of my face, everything's getting wavy right now. And I'm, I'm going back to that time. And I was happier then. It was a, it was a more innocent time, a time of, of goodwill when men love one another. Hi, this is Jillian Anderson, Agent Dana Scully on the Kevin and Bean Christmas album. And David Duchovny, Agent Fox Mulder from the X-Files. This holiday season... Trust right, I'm going to try and find the full song of that. <laughs> oh my god, this is... This not, might... not now, but for next week, I'm going to try and find the full track. This might be the greatest day of my life. I think... You're getting married in like a month. Yeah, I really hope Sean doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> So in, a, in only the, the second most exciting thing ever behind the Xmas files, it's the M20 pre-release this weekend. It is. Corsets! It's, it's, it's a corset that actually looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, they're reprinting ley lines. They're reprinting Graf Digger's cage. They brought back protection. Yeah, <laughs> they did bring back protection. You know why they brought back protection? You know why, you know why. Why? You know why, because we'll go back to Theros. Monocolor. Are we? Yes. Are we going back to Theros? Yes. Are we though? Not immediately, but yes, we are. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a corset. It's gonna be great. Are you do? How many pre-releases are you doing? Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I'm not booked in for any at the moment. I'll do at least one. Yeah, but, you'll do um, more than me. I'm not. I'm not doing any. But we thought for for people that maybe aren't aren't regular pre-releasers. Or aren't regular uh, limited players? We could do a quick rundown of building because there's all these all things about how you know uh, you're supposed to do a pre-release. You know it's going to be fun. It's going to be really casual. Bring your friend. Bring snacks or whatever. But there's like a little bit of actual sealed deck advice. Yeah. Because sealed kind of I did seal. I think after I did you know a few drafts, and when you go from doing a draft to doing sealed, it's a very different sort of theory that you need to use in building a deck. Yes. So yes. I thought we'd just quickly run through some top tips for building a sealed deck. Well, let's let's look at some differences between sealed and draft. Sure. First of all. So if you've done a lot of drafts or you've done a few drafts, you'll obviously be aware of the difference in power level and speed between a constructed game a draft game because when you're playing constructed you can build your deck from whatever card pool you're building from for the format you're playing let's for these purposes say standard um you can have four copies of every card you want assuming you can get hold of all of them but let's let's imagine you've just got shitloads of money you can buy whatever you want so if you want God, i love i love to imagine i've got shitloads of money it's my i know it's, 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 it's my favorite hobby it's, it's mine too it's my, <laughs> my favorite pastime absolutely i'd buy so many copies of the xmas files if i had loads of money I, i'd buy all of them and then like give them as gifts to all my speaking friends. of having loads of money by the way if people haven't realized that uh last week we came up with probably the greatest cover song, second greatest cover song actually, second only to our, our interpretation of We Didn't Start the Fire, which was a Magic the Gathering themed cover of uh, If I Had a Million Dollars by Bare Naked Ladies. Casey wrote it, it's very funny. I am so proud of some of the rhymes in that. I'm so <laughs> yeah, fucking so proud. <laughs> I was actually rolling in my seat at work. Oh. Like, it's so good. I would recommend uh, going and reading it 
phenomenally. It's on our anyway, Twitter. It's on our Twitter. It's on our Twitter, which we'll we'll talk more about later. Yeah. Anyway, so you've got loads of money. Well, you don't have loads of money. You're imagining you have loads of money. Yeah. So I mean, like I'm getting off on a tangent here, but basically, yeah. there's there's a difference in power level between constructed and draft because you have a lot more choice over the cards you're going to play in constructed than you do in draft. And there's similarly a difference in power level and speed between draft and sealed because you have, again, less of a choice of the cards that you open. Because although you get twice as many boosters as you do in draft, you don't really because in draft you see 24 boosters and sealed you see six. Now, you get all the cards from all six of those boosters, but you still get a lot less choice. So your games are going to be slower in general, and they are going. your decks are going to be less powerful than they are in draft. But that's fun. Like, yeah. It gets so, you back to like when you were wee playing magic out of a starter deck with your brother on the kitchen floor. Maybe that was just me. But... When you say when I was wee, you mean when I was twenty four. Yeah, let's and I don't have a brother. That. See, the thing um... that I like about about sealed as opposed to draft is that um, your decks are less powerful. Yeah, but when you're drafting, you need to know how to do two things. You need to know how to build a deck at the end, or you need to know how, even when you're drafting, you need to know how to build a deck. Mm-hmm. But you also need to know how to draft to get yeah. the, the the best experience out of it, and there's more to drafting than just this is what i'm going to go back and tell you know like 24 year old me mm-hmm. there's more to drafting than just looking at a card and going well, that's good and then just picking loads of cards in the same color yeah whereas sealed you know you have to know how to build a deck but at the same time you everything you need is kind of there you don't need to have any other sort of strategic or tactical knowledge you just look at what you've got and you build the, the best deck you can out of it yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be an element of format knowledge where it's useful to know what exists within the format so that you know what you need to to sort of expect from your opponents. Like, it's useful to know how prevalent removal is and how powerful the removal is so that you know yeah. what creatures you might want to include. But if it's, if it's like... If it's like your first time going down to your local game store and you've only been playing with maybe a bunch of commander decks in, mm-hmm. in the past, for example, it's going to be a lot easier for you to play a sealed yeah. event than it is yeah, a draft very event. Much so. Because it's going to be easier for you to play and enjoy a sealed event. Because if you're drafting and you don't really know how to draft, you end up with a really miserable deck. And it's just not fun to sit down with a miserable deck and just get beat mm-hmm. every single game and do nothing. So when you when you go into your your pre-release and you get your six boosters, you open yep. your six boosters. What what are you looking to do with a sealed deck? What sort of you're looking to have probably twenty three spells? Yeah, I mean it's, it's roughly the same as as it would be in a a draft. You want about seventeen lands between. 16 to 18 is probably your your outliers. I don't know, having not played the format yet, I don't know how fast it is. I don't know whether 16 land, like low-carb aggro decks are viable or not. But around about 17 land and 23 spells is where you want. And with, uh, with this set, as you mentioned 
we're going back to Theros. We probably are, in all honesty, going back to Theros next year. Don't even there's, try to deny it. It's happening, Theros. Theros. There's quite a lot of cards in this set that want you to focus on a colour. Like, have a lot of a single colour of mana symbols and their cost or in their abilities. So, when I'm looking at my pool for building a Magic 2020 sealed deck, what I'm going to initially be looking for is depth of colour. What colours have I opened that I have the most cards in that I can dedicate the largest portion of my deck to? Because that will allow me to support those um, quite heavy mana requirement cards. So, I think... Uh... A big thing about playing sealed as opposed to playing draft, and this is something that tripped me up a lot uh, when I first started playing limited, because uh, my default when I was drafting as a sort of newish player was always to go for something really fast and aggro, because that was mm-hmm. kind of the intro decks that I had got, so I knew how to play it. It was like, God, what was the first set of drafted? It was basically just like a little red stuff, red and black, yeah. I think it was. And it was really fast, it was really aggro, and I I can't remember how well I did, it was probably terribly. But um, you can't do that really in sealed. It's very unlikely. You can't sit, it's, it's very unlikely. You're pro- like it, the, the number of things that have to fall into place when you're playing sealed for you to build a straight up aggro deck are high enough that it's probably not worth your time trying to do it unless everything jumps out immediately at you. And if it does, then you know more power to you and one hundred percent do that. But I think you said a, a little while ago that it's a much slower format in general. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, because you have a lot of. It's kind of like um, ready, steady, cook as opposed to mm-hmm. Master Chef, because in Master Chef you know what you're gonna you, presumably. I mean, ha- having never been on Master Chef, obviously, because I set fire to my oven. But you've watched it. Often. I've watched it. Yeah. My my old teacher was on it did recently. They, did they win? No, she got to the final, though. That's good. I think she was like... I can't remember where she finished the final, but it was like final three or something. She was in the final three. But David anyway. Williams was on MasterChef. Magic Who? Pro. David Williams, Magic Pro. Really? Yeah. He's a oh, po- nice. poker and Magic Pro. Um, and a and, good cook. And was on MasterChef, yeah. Wow. Imagine being that good at everything. I know. I'm he's, not good at anything. <laughs> he's he's like he, he's done commentary on uh, some of the super leagues that Randy Bueller and Athena Frolic run as well, and he's good at that as well. He's just good at everything. It's wow. It's gotten sickening. I know. So yeah, draft draft and sealed is like Master Chef, Master Chef, Master Chef, because in Master Chef, which is the metaphor that I'm using for draft, you kind of have all the ingredients that you want to cook your meal there. You get and to it's... go out and pick your ingredients. Yeah, 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 exactly. You get to pick you get to pick what you want. It's all kind of there and it really all it all comes down to how well you cook the meal in the first place and then how well you present it at the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas and I have no idea how Ready Steady Cook works, so this could be a really naive interpretation of it. But in Ready Steady Cook, you just get like a bunch of shit and you have to cook something with the bunch of shit. I mean, that's pretty accurate, yeah. You have to do your best with the bunch of shit that you've been given and hope that it it, it works out okay. 
which is also much like trying to cook something on a Sunday in my house because I do my shopping on a Sunday. <laughs> so you better hope you're never hungry in my house on a Sunday or you're going to be trying to decide what you're going to make with Worcester sauce and a sick of celery. There's not a lot you can do with that. Well, exactly, exactly. And some, some sealed pools are like having Worcester sauce and a stick of celery. They are. They, but then, yeah. I mean, there's, but then, there's an old adage that... I can't remember which pro came up with it. Um, but there's an adage about draft that says there's not really any such thing in draft as an aggro deck and a control deck. Everything's just varying flavours of mid-range, and that's even more true in sealed. If, yeah, if everything's yeah. mid-range, you're building a mid-range deck, you just are. Pretty much, because you kind of have to just get take what you've been given, and a lot of it's just going to be middly stuff. Like, even if you open a really stone-cold... If you open a really stone-cold bomb... Mm-hmm. I can't think of any stone-cold bombs in M20. See, alright, let's go back to um, cans of turkey or block. Okay. You... <laughs> That's a while ago, for sure. <laughs> I just I was trying to think of the, a stone cold bomb, and the first thing that came to my mind was Siege Rhino. Okay. So you're doing a, a, pre, a pre-release for whatever set Siege Rhino was in. I can't remember. Cans of turkey. Um, was it Cans of turkey? Okay. Yeah. And you open a Siege Rhino, and you're like, oh yes, this is like one of the best rares in the set, or Mythics, I can't remember which one it is. Um... And you you open the siege rhino and you're sitting going oh yes and if you open a siege rhino like pack one pick one in your hands of Tarkir draft you can kind of build you can kind of pick support for your siege rhino so that when you eventually get to playing it it's going to be even better mm-hmm. whereas in sealed you're opening the siege rhino and depending on what you open you could just kind of have a lot of mediocrity around this really good creature so I guess a lot of the time when you're opening bombs and sealed they're not as bomby as they could be in draft Yeah, because you don't necessarily have the support to build like, but you, you, you haven't built the, the deck around the bomb to kind of support it basically, you just, you're kind of making do with what you've got yeah. on your ready steady cook table like you've got the fillet steak and everything else it's like a pack of bird's eye fish fingers <laughs> and some fin- some findus crispy pancakes. This is this is you're really running with this metaphor. I know. <laughs> I quite like it, so I'm just like forcing it into <laughs> I'm just forcing it now. So yeah, in conclusion <laughs> In conclusion, uh it's much more difficult to build an agro deck in sealed than it is in draft. As a result, you're going to want to play your bombs. Mm-hmm. So um, I know I was saying you're going to want to look at the colours that have a lot of depth because there's a lot of cards in this set that focus on multiple coloured mana symbols of the same mana cost. But what you're probably going to find is if it's anything like other sealed formats, you're going to have one or maybe two colours that you're playing a lot of cards of and then you're splashing bombs of a third and maybe even a fourth color mm-hmm. because the games are naturally slower they're going to go longer you'll have time to draw your bombs you'll have time to draw your splash colors you'll have time to draw the support that will allow you to cast those splash cards so if you have something that's powerful you're going to want to play it 
So I guess that that's another another point about sealed is that if you open fixing, it's great. Yeah. Like fixing is gonna is gonna be your friend, uh, whether it's dual lands or artifacts. That I guess something else that lets me down in sealed is that I I very heavily underrate the fixing artifacts and stuff like that, like the lockets and guilds of Ravnica, mm-hmm. because I just think they're boring, which is entirely incorrect. Like you, that you see, you're wanting to if you're wanting to splash for a bob, having fixing is very important, but. Yeah. Like I just look at them, I'm like, that's that's boring. I want to play something fun, which is <laughs> just strictly incorrect. The boring stuff lets you play the fun stuff, though. I know, I know. You you but... have to you have to have your celery with your Worcester sauce so that later you can have your ice cream. I can't believe you went with that, not something in like Master Chef. I can't believe you went with the sort of like decaying contents of my cupboard instead of literally anything you could have had in Master Chef. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like you want, you want fixing definitely, rate fixing highly. Yeah, and in this sealed format, you're going to have a reasonable amount because the uh, the basic land slot can contain. I can't remember what we call these dual lands, but they're the ones that enter the battlefield tapped and give you a life when they come into play. Oh, I don't remember either, actually. Gainlands, I think it was? Yeah, something like that. I don't think they ever really had a good name. They always just no. had a rubbish name. Yeah. But I think they, they were, I think they were enough ga- originally they were... from cans of Tarkir. I think they were Gainlands because they, they were meant to sort of... There was Painlands and Gainlands. Yeah, that, so... that rings a bell. But yeah, so, so you're going to have a bunch of these because I think they occur... I don't know if they've said what the exact ratio is, but I think it's about... Three out of every four boosters will have one in the basic land slot. Yeah. So you're going to get some in your sealed pool, and then you might be lucky enough to get a temple in your rare slot, or I can't remember if Evolving Wilds or Terramorphic Expanse is in this set or not. Uh, um, I want to say Evolving Worlds is, but that might just be something I've made up. It's entirely yeah. likely that my sleep-deprived fever dream uh, to be fair, if I'm having sleep-deprived fever dreams about Evolving Wells being in a set, I need to get out and have a more exciting life. I mean, if you're having sleep-deprived sleep deprived fever dreams, you should probably be dreaming about <laughs> Prismatic Vista being in the set instead. Yeah, exactly. But no, Evolving Wells. Foil Evolving Wells, that's what my fever dreams are about. But, yeah, fixing. Get your fixing. Yeah, get your fixing. Play your bombs. Play probably... 15-ish creatures and some removal. The removal in this set looks really good. Like, Murder's at Common. Oh, I, I can't I don't believe remember the last time Murder common. was at Common. So good. I love Murder. Yeah. Wow, that sounds weird out of context. There's your clip, folks. There's your clip. <laughs> and remember as well that at pre-release, it's like the most casual event you'll ever get. If you build a deck and after maybe the first round you're sitting going uh i've not got my colors quite right or i've not got enough removal or it's too this is too fast i've not got enough things in the late game you can or this is shit or this is shit yeah i mean i was trying to at least give people some hope but no let's just go with cases this is just total garbage it's the equivalent of going on ready steady cook and getting um a box of crunchy nut cornflakes a bag of plain flour a little thing of tomato puree and one single egg. 
single egg. A single egg. Actually, you that's too. That's make too... some sort of crunchy nut cornflake cakes with that. No, yeah, it's true. That's yeah. too useful. I've just listed the ingredients of a cake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd put tomato puree no, in the cake. It's like mentally but... going through my house, just picking like the worst things I could. But I have actually, I have actually oh, <laughs> almost struggled. But yeah, if your deck if your deck's trash or it just something's not working in it at a pre-release between rounds, you can one hundred percent just change your deck completely. You can yeah, just build make a new one. you can build two. See, I've seen people build two pre-release sealed decks and just just switch between them. The world is entirely your oyster. Make that crunchy nut cornflake cake. Throw, the world is your octo profit. Throw the tomato puree away because nobody wants that shit in a cake. Look, if you're building two decks, then use the tomato puree in one of them and like. Have the other one as your cake. Greg Wallace would be so disappointed in you. Stay out the beta. Stay out the beta. Stay out the beta. It's a bit yeah. extenders, isn't it? It is a bit. It is a bit. So the latest Magic Arena, Stay out the beta, came out uh, five days ago or something like that. Yeah. Which presumably refers to stuff that's in the latest update that may or may not be installed for people at the moment. It's a bit like Schrodinger's update. Some people it's working for and some people it's not. It has installed for me, but they seem to have taken the servers offline, so I can't log into anything to actually play any games. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing as I spent ages watching the little numbers tick up. To yeah. 50 something at 62 and then I had to install various things and then it was just like no you can't yeah so fair enough can I just say by the way before we start uh I'm I'm looking at the state of the beta article at the moment mm-hmm. and there's the little gif of Kai car wings wins fury yeah I have never been so uncomfortable with a card a character on a card how so have you seen Have you seen Kai Wings Fury? It's yeah. A, like a goose or something in robes with weird people feet and hands. He's a. He's not a goose. He's a. What the fuck is he? He's a. He's one of them things. Heron. No, he's not a heron. He's a. The fuck? What the fuck for the Avon <laughs> that were in Amon Cat? He's one of them. An ibis. He's an ibis. Okay, an ibis. Sure. That's that's kind. Of, I mean, you were clo- you're pretty close with heron. I, I would have accepted heron. Yeah. I've googled ibis, and all I'm getting is like discount budget hotels in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's an ibis. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he's an like an ibis in robes with people feet and people hands, and Kaikar wins fury reminds me of like one of the messed up toys that Sid would have made in Toy Story. And yeah. he's really giving me the fear, and I don't know why. It's just really creeping me out. Well, just scroll away. I, yeah, but I can't stop watching it. Well, stop. Stop. <laughs> this is why David the Cockney's in your room watching you. Uh, stop me, David. Like this. Stop me, David. I want to leave. So, the state of the beta yeah. came out, dropped all the cool stuff. There's a cat that sits and watches you play. Oh Chandra's Firecat like or so something, much. yeah. And it's like three and a half thousand gems to unlock yeah, it. This I is, don't care. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Everyone's like, oh, but you get this with it as well. And I'm like, no, you had me at the cat. Yeah. I don't need anything else. So, most important thing that came out in the state of the beta is that with the release of Corset 2020, it'll put the London Mulligan in. 
Yeah. As opposed to the Vancouver Mulligan. I've still not played with the London Mulligan yet. I don't think I've played with the London Mulligan yet either. Okay, well, I've never, I've, I've yet to play with it. So it talks, it kind of talks about what, what's coming in. It's got um, stand, a standard mastery tree, which lets you, you know, the mastery tree that it, it did when you, when you, when you started the game and you, when you won things, you leveled up and you got these little orbs that you could put into the mastery tree. Yeah. And if you unlocked it all the whole lot, you got different card styles. Mm-hmm. So you get like an Omnath Locus of the Royal one if you do the red and the green branches of the tree. So they're bringing that in. Uh, they've got the draft schedule. They've got the sealed schedule. And then they've got uh, some, some things at the bottom. Some like questions and answers. So the draft schedule is actually really interesting. Um, they're changing ranked draft. Whereas previously it used to sort of swap about, so you'd get, like, we're in the War of the Spark season, but for, like, a week or two, the ranked draft was Ravnica Allegiance, and, mm-hmm. like, before that, I think it was Dominaria or Rivals of Ixalan or something. Uh, they're changing it so that the ranked draft, once it becomes the most recent set, will stay the most recent set. Okay. But they'll also be uh, sort of flashback, I guess, ranked draft as well. So there's going to be two options. Come, I think, August 2nd, there's going to be two options for ranked draft. You'll always be able to have Core Set 2020, uh, but mm-hmm. there'll be an option for a flashback ranked draft as well. Yeah, but the flashback is only going to be uh, sets that have existed in Arena. Yes, they've, so they've not clarified. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get like, you're not gonna get like, um, like Lorwyn. No, they've, they've not specifically said this, but I would suspect it'll be sets that are in standard. However, uh, similarly, they've said in this little FAQ bit that uh, there's going to be a thing called historic, a format called historic. Yeah. Which there will be events and other ways you'll be able to use cards from sets no longer in standard in the format we're calling historic. This will include a historic play queue, both best of one and best of three, direct challenge, practice matches with Sparky, as well as some of our rotating events that are not beholden to standard, like Popper, Singleton, etc. Uh, so it's going to be an arena-specific format. It's not going to be in paper or on Modo. Um, and it's... Sure. <laughs> well, Modo yourself. Fuck up. <laughs> Yeah, so they're 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 basically saying they're going to be doing a, events within the sort of historic card set, which is things that exist in arena but are not in standard. Yeah. So pretty much everything from, uh, 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 uh What's the first set in arena? Exilad. Yeah. So initially Ixalan. it's going to be Exilan, Rivals of Exilan, Dominaria, and M. Nineteen, yeah. Which are the sets that are rotating out with archery? Yes. Thank God. By the way, it seems like Exilan's been in standard since I was about I four know, years old. Oh, it's been so long. How has there ever been a set? How long? Like, is this just an unreasonably long time for a set to be in standard, or does it just feel like forever for some it reason? It just feels like forever. Like honestly, we said the same about the stuff in Kaladesh. Like, how long did it feel like energy was in standard? It was three thousand years. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't know. This just feels like it's been around forever. Like, I just, I, I don't even remember the Exilad pre-release. 
I don't even remember that. I don't even. I don't remember anything about it. It's like it exists in a completely different timeline. Yeah. I don't remember Exilan coming out. I don't remember spoilers for Exilan. I couldn't tell you what colour an Exilan booster pack was. I think a rivals of Exilan booster pack was orange, and an Exilan was a kind of dark green. Okay, I'm glad I that think. you were paying attention. Yeah. So even when it rotates, it's still it's still going to be there. In, it's still going to be in historic. Play. Yeah. But. It sounds like they're built. They're bringing. Well, I mean, they brought. They had Popper in. What do you call it? Arena. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but now that Popper is officially supported by Wizards, and that you can sanction events, and they're going to unify it with the Mitgo Popper, and they're going to yeah. they're going to create like an extended ban list and things like that. It sounds like they're going to be kind of making it less of a gimmicky little thing that they did with the Gideon's thingy do, you know, the thing that you could unlock all the Japanese card styles. Oh, the uh, War of the Spark Chronicles. Yeah, there was one of them was Popper. Yeah. Um, And it sounds like they're going to be making it more more of a a real thing rather than just something they kind of throw out as a special event. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But God, I just want Exxon to go away. I mean, it's always going to be in Historic. Do you know what I find funny is that uh, Historic has is more recent than Modern. Oh yeah, that is weird. Does it does it not seem like it should be the other way around? That's bizarre. That's so weird. Yeah. Of all the things they could have called it, do you think they've called it that because it's got some to t- tie it in with um, the sort of Historic theme that was in Dominaria. I don't know. Or do you think they've just that's bizarre. I think I think they just needed a name for it. That's gonna be so confusing for people that that are new. Yeah. And moving into like if people are moving from arena into paper to look at historic on arena and then go into paper with this modern unless they're kind of assuming that that's they're, they're going to be separate and that's why they've called it historic because they don't think it's going to matter and the people that it does matter to will know anyway yeah i hope so but that is weird wow so the other thing they've mentioned is that um they will be bringing back amon and kaladesh to arena at some point now they were in the the closed beta and when they moved from closed beta to open beta, that coincided with the last rotation, so those sets rotated out. So they're not currently available in Arena, and they're not coming back in straight away, but they have said that, yes, they, they will be back at some point, which is interesting. And apparently, apparently, the code exists for Shadows over Innistrad block, because they used that for their internal alpha. Ooh. So no, I wasn't. I wasn't listening. Well, I was listening. I wasn't excited. I wasn't. I wasn't listening. I wasn't excited when you said Amonkhet and Kaladesh because they didn't set me on fire the same way that other sets have done. But Shadows of Renistrad would be cool. Yeah. If only just because it's been like so long, and Amonkhet and Kaladesh also seemed like they were in standard forever, and because there was so many like bannings and stuff, it mm-hmm. nonsense like Etherworks Marvel. And things like that, that it, that would be kind of cool to have Shadows of Renistrad. Yeah. It would be kind of cool if they, like, I can imagine it would just be a total pain in the ass to do, but if they did sort of like what 
Modo does, Metgo, sorry, and has like have like flash, maybe not from like far gone sets, but even like a sort of cans of turkey or block flashback draft or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe at Christmas or you know the the issue you've got is that with Magic Online, those cards are all already coded in. Um, yeah, that's whereas true. Whereas with Arena, they're not, and they need to. They don't just need to code the cards in. They need to code in the the flashy animations and so on. So yeah, it's it's a lot of work. That's fair. I mean, we can hope, right? We can hope. Yeah, we can hope for a cans of Tarkir block flashback draft, like you know, cans fate dragons. I reckon it's less likely. I don't. I don't think they'll want fetch lands and historic, because. I mean, even if okay, so even if they just did it as like a phantom draft. Now, historic cube, I could see, I could see that happening on arena. That would be fun, actually. And that could be a way that they could um, start introducing some of those Amonkhet or Kaladesh cards, or even Shadows over Innistrad cards back into circulation would be through some sort of cube format could you imagine because like there's no trading on arena so you can't you don't need to worry so much about selling or trading economies could you imagine having a historic cube on arena where you kept what you opened do you know what else is weird you know how you were saying that historic sounds older than modern even though it's not yeah Vintage Cube and Historic Cube. Historic Cube sounds mu- like vintage. Just sounds like you know, like vintage, um, fashion or whatever is from like you know the early twentieth century. Yeah. When you say historic, it sounds much older. It than sounds that. even older than vintage, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I know, but it's like the newest, the newest thing. Yeah. That's so weird. Well done, wizards. I yeah. appreciate your naming conventions. Good job. Are you ready to play a game now, Kirsty? Now that we've got all our rage out <laughs> and we are calm and zen and at one with the universe? I'm always ready to play a game, Jigsaw Casey. <laughs> Jigsaw Casey? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to chain you up in a dungeon or anything. Oh, thank I, God. I don't know. I've, 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 That's... <laughs> I've not seen Saw. Neither have I. I just know that one line. Yeah. I have no desire to see it. Anyway, yes, I am. I am ready to. I'm so, always ready to play a game. It's my favorite game. We're going to play some Shite or Delight. So why don't you tell the the listeners who may be uninitiated what Shite or Delight is? So we've got a list of things, and they are. I'm just having a quick look over to see if they're all magic related things. They are mostly magic related things. <laughs> okay. There's one that's not magic related. Okay. Uh, but I think you'll appreciate it. I, so, I inevitably will. It's a quick fire game, and I'm going to go through this list, fire them at Kirsty's face, and she's going to tell me whether they are shite or a delight. I'm going to open my mouth and, and catch them in my mouth like a seal with some fish, and I'm going to digest them. And I'm this whole process is taking a remarkably short amount of time. I'm going to digest them, and I'm going to I'm going to reveal whether I think they are shite or in fact a delight. That's the most fucking ridiculous thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And we just talk, spent like an hour talking about intentional draws being theft. 
Okay, let's play Shire Time. Right, are you ready? Are you I'm, braced? I'm, I'm are you braced, I'm braced, but I'm holding onto the desk for dear life like okay. you might come and drag me away. David Duchovny's coming to abduct me. Wait, no, that's, <laughs> not, that's not how this show works. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chandra's okay. Firecat. Oh, absolute delight, I love it. Increased foil frequency. Delight. Dana Fisher. Oh my god, delight is not a strong enough word. I need to think of a word that rhymes with shite and delight that describes Dana Fisher. I absolutely love Dana Fisher. Dana Iconic! Dana Fisher playing Dredge. That's so good! I love it! <laughs> Total delight. Red Bull Untapped. Uh, I'm going to say shite, but I don't really know enough about it. And also, our friend Cameron didn't, didn't qualify, so it's obviously shite. Baby Goats. I fucking love baby goats. Holy shit. Give me a baby goat. Delight. The Magic Arena Celebrity Cup. I think it's a delight. That's a controversial opinion. Controversial opinion, I know, but I, I like it. The Magic the Gathering Portal smartphone app. Rem- remember that? <laughs> remember <laughs> that, that thing ever... that's still not out? <laughs> when did that get announced? About a year and a half ago. Oh. Is that not still on the side of Mr. Boxes? Probably. I mean, I, I, as it doesn't exist, I can't form a, a, a an unbiased opinion of it. So shite. I'm gonna then. say it's shite. Yeah, yeah. let's face it, it's shite. Slimefoot. <laughs> oh, slimefoot the stowaway. Yeah. Oh, delight! I love slimefoot. The He's new, so great. the new Sol Ring promo for Commander events. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, sh- I'm gonna say shite. I don't like it as much as the other ones. Signed cards. I'm going to say shite because I don't like them personally. <laughs> Ferocious pup. Oh, delight. Love it. Battle I of Wits. Shite. Maria bringing Marshall and Huey cups of water after an extremely long quarterfinal. Delight. Popper format changes. Delight. And we're done. Casey, if people want to find you on social media and compliment the intensity and heartfelt nature of your rager this week, where would they be able to do so? They can find me in many places. Not in my room, like David Duchovny currently is. Not not in your room like David Duchovny, no. No. Uh, They they can find me on Twitter, at PurpleSnap. They can't find me on Twitter, at... uh, MRBL statues real. That's not me. I don't know who that is. Um, they also can't find me on Twitter at Blonde Gideon. Again, don't know who that is. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Scourge Divas. Mm-hmm. And they can also find me occasionally on twitch.tv forward slash Scourge underscore Divas, uh, where I have been streaming some Magic Arena and will be. Uh, Doing some Magic 2020 later this week. Do follow us on Twitch and get notified when Casey goes live because I I have heard that people have people have been grassing you up to me by the way. Really? Telling telling me that you you keep no land hands and things like that. Listen, I won that game where I kept <laughs> I, a no land hand. I genuinely get messages on Twitter of people being like, ah, oh, Casey just kept a no land hand. I love that I'm like the, the Scourge Divas brand ambassador and people are like grassing. Grassing up to me, but yeah, if you want to see if you want to see somebody win a game of magic despite keeping a hand with no lands in it, follow Scourge Divas on Scourge underscore Divas. Scourge underscore Divas, sorry, on Twitch and watch that magic happen. 
and yeah i think at some point in the future i should i should if i'm at home i should call in on skype and we can we can like double team it basically absolutely awesome we might even look at uh seeing if it's possible to co-stream the next mythic championship and you can get you can get scourge diva's commentary that would be can you imagine we should get we should just drink and do it we should absolutely get we should just we should just she just gets absolutely cool it and it's close to the Mythic Championship. I'm in for that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to track me down on social media, you can probably find me in any angry thread on Twitter. But if that fails you, you can. I'm at, at Hayworth Artist. I'm also on Instagram at Hayworth Artist. Uh, or you can you can find me in the Scourge Divas email account or Twitter account as well. Uh, I'm also currently fundraising in order to get more of the I'll Go With You badges out to Magic Fests and other events, which kind of started out as a, a, a desperate plea of, I have a wedding to pay for and I need to buy a new car. Please help me. And the, the support has... To to be clear, that's not, please help me pay for my wedding and not, oh, no, it's not, not no, please no. help me buy a new car. Is, no, I need it's, to please... do these things, please help me buy badges. Yeah. Please help me ensure that the events can have badges, yeah. because otherwise I'm not going to be able to eat. Uh, so I'm currently fundraising for that through my Kofi account, which lets people donate like three uh, increments of three dollars or whatever. Tree fiddy. Um, towards tree fiddy, quite. So, um, that's probably in my my Twitter account somewhere. I think currently the the response has been so phenomenal that I'm now sitting at about five hundred pounds in my savings account, which is just. It's a lot of badges. Unreal, frankly. I've had people sending me like $100 amounts and things like that, which is just phenomenal. So yeah. thank you to everybody that's done that. Uh, I'm currently either going to be buying badges for events or I'm donating the proceeds back to the I'll Go With You Donate a Badge program, which lets people that maybe aren't in the position that I'm in get some for their events through applying for donated badges, which is pretty cool. Because it means that if if people can't afford to buy them in bulk, for example, they can apply for a, a, amounts that people have donated and kind of earmarked for magic. Yeah, if if you're and interested it, in trying to get some of those donated badges for your events, we'll we'll try and post details on probably Kirsty's Twitter um, on how you can do that. But we'll we'll retweet it on the Scourge Divas account as well. Yeah, abs- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if at the very least, if if you know, consider sharing that page or Dini or even just, you know, buy a badge, a single badge yourself or apply for some donated badges and let's let's put two fingers up to people that think trans women aren't women, frankly. Yeah. I'm I'm good with putting two fingers up them. Let's <laughs> beg your pardon. <laughs> you heard <laughs> And on that happy note. <laughs> we'll good night. Bye.